0: Hi, I'm Carly Sisson, Associate Editor at Power & Motor Yacht in Outboard Magazine. So as some of you probably know, we recently tested the new Protector 330 Targa. We had one day to do this test, and only one day, but anything that we could fit into that time frame was fair game. So we were a little bit ambitious, and we decided to spend that time covering about 160 nautical miles and hitting three different destinations in the Northeast, and getting back home in time for dinner. And admittedly, the point of doing this wasn't just to test the boat's performance, but we also wanted to revisit some of our favorite cruising destinations at the end of the summer, and we wanted to introduce these destinations to some of the new boaters who maybe picked up our magazine for the first time this year. So as we were planning for the trip, I was inspired to reflect back on one of my favorite places in the Northeast. It's not the most luxurious, it's not the most developed, it's certainly not the most trafficked, but it has its own unique charm, which is really what I want to share with you today. So in my family, we're boat people and we're fish people, and that meant when we went on vacation, we would usually forgo the resorts for locations that allowed us to do just that, fishing and boating. And we also wanted to get off the grid a little bit. We wanted to escape the realities of the modern world, really just connect with the outdoors. So one of our favorite places to do that was a little island in Massachusetts called Cuddyhunk. We would go to Cuddyhunk every summer. That required a little bit more planning than your typical vacation spot because there aren't any amenities on shore. We got to pack up tubs of food with all of our provisions for the week. And then we would pack up all of our fishing equipment, all of our live bait. We put it all on the boat and we prepare for our week away from internet connection, telephone service, really any connection with the outside world. And we would go to Cuddyhunk where you can do things that you just can't really do anywhere else. So as a kid, for me, that was running around unsupervised across the entire island, usually barefoot. We would jump off the pilings of the dock every time the ferry departed. We'd even swim across the channel while trying to avoid passing boats. That's not the safest thing to do, I certainly wouldn't recommend it, but this island really has its own unique set of rules that can't be replicated anywhere else. But I hadn't been back to Cuttyhunk in a few years when we were getting ready to go there on the Protector. You know, life changes and people get busy with other things, but I thought that since we were going to be returning, I would take the chance to write a passage about what the island has meant to me over the years, and that's what I'm going to read to you today. Of course, there's no way to truly understand the charm of this place without going there yourself, but I'm hoping that this may inspire you to check it out if you haven't already been there. So here's my passage. Cutty Hunk used to be a much bigger island. Or it at least seemed that way, when I was small and running barefoot through the worn streets with herds of other island children, our parents plying the water for bass and releasing us on the humble stretch of land where it is impossible to get lost or disappear. In that way, Kadihung was my first taste of freedom. Getting to the island was always a perfect blend of nerve-wracking and exciting. Nerve-wracking because, like the island, the little swells in Buzzer's Bay also appeared much larger than they actually were to a small child staring out at our week from the cockpit. Still developing my sea legs. Exciting because I knew we had packed Pop-Tarts in the crates of food we were bringing ashore. Our provisions for the week since there is only one small market on the island. It was the only time I was allowed to eat them all year. But the excitement pervaded the sugary treats because there is a strong sentimentality to the island. One that sticks with you permanently from the moment you step ashore. That sentimentality stems from Hunk's long and impressive history. One that you might not expect from such a small island and its quirky group of fishermen residents. Cuttyhunk is the outermost of the Elizabeth Islands and one of only two of the 16 that are not privately owned by the Forbes family. Much less traffic than some of New England's other cruising destinations, Cuttyhunk has been a sort of secret haven for anglers since a group of wealthy businessmen founded the Cuttyhunk Fishing Club in 1864. The club disbanded in 1921, war efforts taking precedence, and in 1941 the Coast Guard built defensive bunkers on the island to survey the ocean for Nazi U-boats. Today, that history is still felt everywhere you go on the island. The bunkers are now picnic areas that you can explore, and the meeting place for the Cuttyhunk Fishing Club has been restored as a bed and breakfast. To travel to Cuttyhunk is to take a step back in time, where self-interception is spotty at best, the number of cars can be counted on one hand, and a one-room schoolhouse educates the children of the year-round residents. And above all else, fishing is still the glue that holds society together. The memories of running around carefree with friends made spontaneously, carving out our own fun, and the absence of structured entertainment have permanently established Cuddyhunk as my favorite cruising destination. It may not have any frills, but that's the best part. So that was my passage. That was a little glimpse into summer's well-spent on a unique little island. I hope you enjoyed listening to this, and maybe I convinced some of you to check this island out for yourself if you've never been there. And look for the full story on our day of cruising The Protector and Outboard Magazine. Bye.